0: and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla, and I do have a guest with me. But before I get to them, how about a little bit about me, baby? I'm on Instagram and everywhere else at Screen Vomit. One word on all the stuff. I have merch up now. Links are in my bio and in the show notes here. And how about leaving me a little rating and review wherever wherever you see fit online. How about that? And lastly, I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash screen vomit where you can find extended eps, special eps, bonus content, etc. All right, my guest. My guest today is artist and filmmaker Graham Mason. So Graham has a whole bunch of short films, um, a lot of which you may have seen on Adult Swim. He has a web series called Words with Ike that's on Hulu. He also has a killer feature called Inspector Ike, which is out now on Blu-ray. And let me tell you something, Inspector Ike got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes at this moment, uh, which means that it has a higher score than the movie that we talk about today. So how about that? So here comes, baby, my ep with Graham Mason. All right. I'm here with Graham Mason. What's up? Hello. Um, so you mentioned when we were setting this up that you were really excited to cuss on the podcast on recording. So did you bring any cool cusses?
1: Hmm. I was wondering if
0: you had anything badass um, to say. No,
1: just, just classics. Just I'm classics. just going to say damn and shit. Oh,
0: okay. Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Balls. Uh, <laughs> is balls a cuss? It, it is isn't my, where I grew up. Yeah? Yeah. Just, to, I'll just do those three. That's it, that's it. Hell
0: yeah, thank yeah. you for the treat. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the
1: this uncensored the forum. Yeah.
0: I've been getting dragged for saying the word cuss lately.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. People
0: say I'm a prude and that no one says cuss except me. I guess
1: I would say swear. That's... I think
0: cuss is kind of funnier though.
1: No, cuss is definitely a funnier word, yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah. then
0: why are you going to opt for swear when there's a funnier option? Yeah,
1: I'll switch. I'm switching. <laughs>
0: Uh, hashtag make the switch um, swear yeah. to cuss <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get cussing trending
1: oh mm-hmm, yeah
0: <laughs> all right so uh, my man's got a new movie inspector ike yes um, which i was able to catch live in person screening in bloomington which was sick and sold out which I awesome. was surprised by.
1: <laughs> yeah, sold out Bloomington. Hell yeah!
0: You got a Blu-ray release. Yeah, on Factory Twenty Five. You announced today. Mm-hmm. That rocks.
1: Yeah, it's really crazy because this movie was—it's this movie, Inspector Ike. It was made for very little money. Like, yeah, you know, um,
0: um, what's the dollar amount here?
1: Um, I, you have I, we have receipts. We have receipts. I—I guess I won't say the amount, but it was. Mm, you're I'll, shy about it's money. five figures. Five figures, you know what <laughs> okay, I'm saying? Okay, all right. So yeah. less than a hundred thousand dollar budget.
0: <laughs> so it could be ninety nine though.
1: Could be ninety nine thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so yeah, the movie is kind of made in this like ultra low budget way, and those kinds of things just don't often get physical releases.
0: And Factory Twenty Five is cool. Oh, it's super cool!
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Actually, Factor Twenty Five also produced the movie. So, really? um, mm-hmm, yeah. So that's the awesome. the guy who runs that company is this guy named Matt Grady, who is really cool. And he was there for the pitch. He he kind of was like uh, there all along. It was Matt Grady and this producer named Ian Bell. Mm-hmm. But the physical, the Blu Ray, wasn't guaranteed. But that came through this company, Vinegar Syndrome, that's putting mm-hmm. out twelve Factor Twenty Five movies this year, like one a month. Mm-hmm. And, and we you were selected. slot it in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm I'm excited. I haven't like held the box, you know, I haven't seen it yeah. yet, but I can't wait to. It's going to be so weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also nice yeah, having something that's like not so all, all of my stuff only exists like digitally, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like if the internet were to go down, it's just gone, you know, like yeah. it's it's nice that this could be like Survive the uh, apocalypse, potentially. Yeah, in a hundred yeah.
0: years, somebody will find this Blu-ray, like yeah. in a pile of garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Like running, and then like running off a generator. You know, they'll watch it.
0: <laughs> they'll use their ancient technology yes. Blu-ray, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or maybe yeah. they'll be like, um, we'll be robot people by then, and they can just plug it into their right. Body they'll just
1: or they'll just look at it and they'll be able to watch the. They'll just look at the desk. Damn, that'd be sick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I loved the film. Do you want to tell the people what it's about?
1: Yeah. So I wrote it with my friend Ike Afamadou, who's like a comedian here in Brooklyn that I was a really big fan of. And the movie stars Ike as this detective character that's kind of inspired by Columbo. The movie's very kind of inspired by Columbo and follows a similar structure. It's also like a fake TV movie from the 1970s. And it has all these comedians in it from the sort of New York alternative comedy world. uh, And it's very silly. Like, I'm really proud of how sort of silly and wacky it is. And Mm -hmm. it kind of has a vibe that's similar to the naked gun. Yeah. Or um, Mel Brooks. It's silly, or but it
0: sustains really well. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't get old, or it's not like too silly that it's not Flynn.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for you sure. Know? Yeah, well, one thing is like it has a plot, like which I, yeah. I think a lot of those like scary movie, you know, six. Like at this point they're not doing like a plot really anymore in yeah. these these kind of spoof movies. But it has a pretty good procedural detective story plot that mm-hmm. kind of keeps it keeps it cruising along. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you're in this like seventies aesthetic type vibe too. And I heard Ike talking about in an interview that you're working on this sort of uh this part of seventies culture where you have like a guy and the guy is like a character and you put him in different universes. So like, uh, whatever, like, Bert Reynolds is a lifeguard. Now Bert Reynolds is a cop or whatever. But you're doing that with Ike. And you've already started.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. you see Ike performance, kind of like he's doing a character and mm-hmm. he has all these different shows that he's done over the years. Like one was called Ike at Night that was like a fake talk show, like a Johnny Carson mm-hmm. show. And then he has a Christmas show called Ike for the Holidays that I think is kind of inspired by TV holiday variety shows. Mm -hmm. And um, when we were kind of becoming friends and also sort of becoming collaborators at the same time, he talked about how he has this persona and he thinks about this character as someone that's sort of existed in show business for like, you know, many decades. Yeah. Yeah. Like Burt Reynolds or another fun reference that we sometimes bring up is like Regis, like Regis kind of pops up. In like (laughs) 70 years of television, Mm -hmm. Inspector Ike is sort of like taking this comedic persona, this like fictional beloved showbiz character. And it's kind of saying like, you know, in the 70s, he briefly starred in a TV movie series called Inspector Ike and mm-hmm. here's just like one episode of that series yeah. and, um, and at in some the movie, point he
0: gave grammar lessons.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Words with Ike also is yeah. like the same character, the same, the the ICU, you know, the, yeah,
0: yeah. the, the
1: cinematic universe. Yeah. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just think that is such a creative thing to pull from that era. You know, you see a lot of people try and fuck with old aesthetics, but um, I think that's such a unique thing to pull from it and I think that rocks to be honest
1: thanks yeah I mean I think like one thing about it is it's like it's not nobody was is really asking for that to be like spoofed right now like it's not it's not a timely spoof by about 50 years you know but um we sort of had the idea for a detective character before we had the idea for the movie and Ike Suggested that I watch. Colum- he was like, "You should watch Columbo because they do this interesting thing where, or instead of a whodunit, it's a how catch him, mm-hmm. where you know who the killer is and you're trying to see." how the killer is going to get caught mm-hmm. you know so I just watched the first Columbo and I was like let's just do this like let's just pull from this as liberally as we want yeah. so it has this quality that I really like and I kind of want a lot of my work to have that's like where did this come from like what is this you know uh, this mm-hmm. kind of timelessness <laughs> and feeling like it's something that's sort of like a found object or something you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: that makes sense mm-hmm. the cast is insane on this thing yeah how do you become involved with so many sick comedians
1: you know some of them were my friends like a lot of the movie is cast from people that I'm friends with that it's just mm-hmm. like from going to a lot of comedy shows and
2: mm-hmm.
1: hanging out and
0: being a fan until you become friends with them
1: yeah totally oh, okay. yeah
0: that's my thing too
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely because I'm not a performer so I don't have that like solidarity that I think can build really quickly among mm-hmm. comedians yeah it's just being a fan you know, I mean, I was yeah. a fan of Ike before we became friends. I was a fan of basically everybody in the movie I, I would see perform. And then, um, you know, a lot of them acted in like short films I did mm-hmm. before. And um, some of the people in the movie, like I didn't know, like I didn't know John Early. That was like, a you know, we sort of got an ask to him through one of the actors. And mm-hmm. I, I don't really know Aparna all that well. She's wonderful. But yeah, some of the people in the movie we kind of got word to in different ways. Yeah.
0: That's tight, though.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you ended up with um yeah, just like the sickest cast.
1: Yeah. I hope that it kind of feels like a um time capsule or something of this really good comedy scene out here that's like so vibrant. Yeah. And the way that like wet hot, you know, is this like time mm-hmm. capsule. Of yeah. like twenty hilarious people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really inspiring. I felt really lucky to be tangentially in their presence. <laughs> yeah, like like just kind of <laughs> able to go to these shows and just see such good work that's kind of happening out here. Yeah, yeah. hell
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah comedy in. New York and L.A. currently. I mean, is this news? But <laughs> yeah, it's off the chain.
1: <laughs> it's good, and I, I yeah. wish there was more.
0: Chicago was the spot for the longest time, but everybody moved. To yeah. one of those.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a big exodus. Like the Annoyance Theater in Chicago set up like a satellite theater in Brooklyn. That's gone now, but. A bunch of people from Chicago all came and moved kind of with this like new theater space. And that was where I saw a lot of people in the movie like Matt Baratz and Anthony Oberbeck mm-hmm. first, you know.
0: They're both so good in the film, too. Yeah, uh, so I've funny. I've watching a lot of Matt's stuff afterwards. I've already seen a bunch of Anthony's. Have you after.
1: seen Reveries? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Are there yeah.
0: a couple of them?
1: There's two. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think I've watched them both.
1: Cool. <laughs> We're going to probably make a third one. We're starting to talk yeah. about it. Yeah.
0: They're doing a reverie set in L.A. So mm-hmm. today, maybe? I yeah, tonight.
1: Tonight. <laughs> which, yeah. which I'm excited about because it means they have like new material.
0: Yeah. New reveries.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: All
0: right. We should get into the film we picked for today. Yeah. So you picked this film off of my list, I think. But it is the 2013 film, We Are the Best, mm-hmm. um, directed by Lucas Smudison. So you had seen this before, right? I
1: did. I love this movie so much. Oh, so yeah. good.
0: Do you have a relationship with Lucas Mudison films in general or just you saw this one randomly and liked it?
1: You know, I don't. It's a black hole in my <laughs> filmography. I have not seen None that of them? many of his other movies. Yeah, I, I should have looked him up actually before we started this. I haven't seen, though, like the one that, yeah, this is maybe, uh, yeah, I haven't seen a bunch of them.
0: Uh, yeah. What were you going to say? Uh
1: I I was going to describe the movies cuz I can't remember their names. So it's oh, not okay. worth uh I feel like it's just <laughs> this isn't me being boring, but uh <laughs> yeah, but I want to Uh, (laughs) I want to see him I just love this movie so much yeah
0: this movie rocks I've seen a couple of his films I haven't seen all of them but I I also would like to I watched Fucking all Mm -hmm. recently Uh, I've seen Together and then he has a short film called Talk that I really like too and besides this film those are the only other ones I've seen I think
2: Mm -hmm. everybody
0: talks about Lilia Forever and I've not seen that one but I really want to but I hear it's devastating so you kind of got to be like in the spot for it you know
1: yeah yeah I I haven't seen any of those to my great shame yeah. and embarrassment, no. <laughs> but I will. I'll watch them soon. Don't yeah. be
0: ashamed or embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> See what you've seen. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is the one I saw first of his, is mm-hmm. We Are the Best. And then I kind of went from there. But yeah, his films, people talk about them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mainly because they rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. This movie, It just when I watched it, I'm just like the whole time kind of marveling at how they did it like I can't figure out (laughs) how the performances are so good and Mm -hmm. it's so stealthily like moving and it feels so naturalistic and kind of moves at the pace of life but it totally has like a story and a plot you know yeah it's really good
0: and all the cast in this film are like unknowns. They're mm-hmm. like not people who have acted, which makes it even more insane. And the three like main characters being children, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. They're yeah. like 14, 13, and, and 11 at the time of filming this. So it's wow. like so insane.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that who's, so good. who's 11 at the time of filming? Is it?
0: Um, the girl with the mohawk. What's her name?
1: Clara. Clara.
0: Yeah, Clara was 11. Can you believe that? No, because it's Because the performance crazy. she's giving is...
1: Unreal, yeah. So
0: good. So good, yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so critic scores for this movie, we had 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, so you know it's good, and 84% from Google users, so solid all around. Mm-hmm. All right, so normally I watch the trailers on these things, but this is a Swedish film, so it's going to be in Swedish. So would you like to read a plot summary? Yes. Here, I have one I can put in the chat. It's
1: short. Okay. Three girls in 1980s Stockholm decide to form a punk band, despite not having any instruments and being told by everyone that punk is dead. Hell yeah. <laughs> Quite hell of a log line. Yeah. I
0: know. <laughs> it's pretty short and kind of reductive, but gets the point across. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump into it. I have a little bit of preamble before we start the actual film. Um, so this was based on an autobiographical graphic novel, an autobiographical. Graphic novel called Never Good Night that was written by Lucas Mudison's wife, Coco Mudison, in 2008. So that's kind of sick. So it's like based on his wife's. Real life, sort of. He did change some of the story, but before this film, before he started working on this film, he did a series, kind of a string of like really dark films, and in 2009 made the movie Mammoth, which I haven't seen, but I think is his only English speaking film, and uh, was having a terrible time with Hmm. it (laughs) and was kind of like i'm gonna just not do films for a while because i'm feeling bad about doing films so we took a break and in that time read his wife's graphic novel and uh, became inspired again so i think that kind of rocks
1: yeah that's cool
0: and i guess he also identifies as being punk at heart so like hell yeah this is my shit the story is set in stockholm in 1982 and i guess that Lucas Moodison was also 13 in 1982, so he was really vibing.
1: Yeah. The way that the movie does all the period stuff is so well done, like the costumes and the Mm -hmm. faces and the hair cuts like everyone Mm -hmm. is just like so perfectly styled in this movie
0: and it's never too over the top I think it's really easy especially with 80s to be like way over the top
1: yeah totally Um,
0: and it never feels that way it always feels really genuine
1: yeah I was really marveling at like you know there are these scenes where the characters are filmed kind of documentary style like interacting Mm -hmm. with people on the street Mm -hmm. and um it just really feels like a doc you know and then you have to take a moment and realize like no they they dressed all these people you know in Mm -hmm. these perfect period specific looks and he uh, calls
0: it improvisational camera work
1: (laughs) oh yeah i love the way the camera works in that movie Yeah. yeah it's so cool
0: That's kind of his thing, too. He works with the same cinematographer a lot. I don't think on every movie, but on a lot of them, Mm -hmm. because that is his thing. Like, he just wants it to be, like, in the room, in the action and deciding when stuff is happening where it's going to go.
1: Yeah, I think it, it really creates such a cool vibe. Yeah, I found myself really thinking a lot about the camera and mm-hmm. um, I feel like it's like on a tripod and then he has like a zoom lens mm-hmm. and maybe sometimes the tripod's on like a little, you know, roller like a little dolly mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like just shooting how, you know, the action and trying to follow it. Yeah. The way that the edit's done with jump cuts where you don't really have to worry too much about continuity, you can just cut to like 10 seconds yeah. later, an hour later, you know, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Yeah. It's inspiring
0: from an editor's mouth.
1: Yeah. That it is great. You yeah, know? and there's a lot of laughs, I think, that come out of the edits, like the way that it'll cut out of a scene a little bit early. And you, mm-hmm. it's like, you don't need to, you don't need to see the rest of what happened there. You can just get it. You know, you just yeah. get the, you get where it's headed and you're One done. One
0: thing about Lucas Moodison, he always does seem to really respect the audience's time. Yeah. Like his films are short. Yeah. Yeah, and they are to the point, and there's not none of the ones that I've watched have I felt like they're taking too long, they're moving too slow, or that they're giving me more information than I need. He is really respectful of the audience.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. And that
0: rocks. Yeah. yeah. All right. So first we're stuck with two main characters later we get a third but the first one that we meet is Bobo Mm -hmm. and Bobo is modeled after Coco Lucas's wife from 1982 and I saw a picture of Coco online that looks just like Bobo like they are pretty much twins except that she had a little bit more of a mullet um unless she (laughs) just What's What Bobo's hair, how would you describe it?
1: <laughs> uh, it's a little like Harry Potter-esque <laughs> or something. Like, or, you know, Harry Potter. But she doesn't
0: have bangs. Doesn't one. Harry Potter have bangs?
1: Maybe, yeah. The, the bangs have been like sort of spiked up, teased mm-hmm. up, yeah.
0: It's like if you have curly wild hair, but you cut it to be like two inches long
1: mm-hmm. and you yeah. just let it go. yeah.
0: That's what my hair would look like <laughs> if I cut it to be like two inches long, <laughs> yeah, and get yeah. nothing to
1: it. Very good hair in this movie.
0: Hell yeah! And one thing that was really important to them was capturing like Coco when she was that age, and I think probably uh, many. You hate to talk about being punk, but mm-hmm. whatever people who are (laughs) um they weren't concerned with being pretty she said they wanted to look tough like boys Mm -hmm. and that was really important to show in the film that they want to be seen as tough and funny and not cute or pretty (laughs) and i i love that Uh, yeah i love that they did that in this film too
1: definitely yeah they're i mean they're very cute because they're children but uh (laughs) yeah they're not styled in in any kind of a way that most children are usually gussied up for movies. You know, they're so, they're so real. Yeah. They're very, very like, grounded and, and normal
0: kind of and natural de- and depictions like, they have goofy hair and they don't give a shit and mm-hmm. they got dumb tiny glasses and they don't give a shit yeah
1: her glasses are great they're so good
0: yeah yeah <laughs> those are like coco had those glasses like the really? picture they really are twins i'm gonna have to post the pic yeah definitely um, <laughs> i love bobo i think bobo do you identify with one of these characters
1: yeah i think that well tag yourself yeah i mean i think bobo like is the the heart of the movie, you know, uh-huh. in a way? But I like in my friend group at that age was more like the Hedvig, you know, uh-huh. like okay. I was a little bit more soft spoken and kind of was friends Christian. with these like not not Christian, <laughs> but just like had long, shy. Beautiful
0: hair. Mm-hmm. I
1: did have long beautiful hair, actually. Really? Uh, or you know, I had hair at the time, <laughs> uh, and it just was blonde. Hair at all. <laughs> it was blonde and long. You know?
0: Really?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was yeah, when I was like, you know, 13, I had like, that was like the kind of look, I guess, was the sort of like yeah. long. Hansen Kind of, yeah, Hanson or like mm-hmm. surfer guy kind of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm describing surfer a boy. Surfer guy if a you want to be
0: cool, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, know, Hanson if. You're normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was, but I was, like, the one kind of, like, tagging along with these, like, big personalities, I think, mm. at that age.
0: I guess so. Hedvig, when she comes in, is more of, like, she's, like, a soft-spoken cool. You know, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't have to say a lot. She just is cool. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Bobo's kind of the outcast in some yeah. ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Bobo has the most, like, inner torment or something. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: that's why I identify with Bobo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bobo's my guy. I tagged myself as Bobo in this film.
1: Yeah, Bobo's Bobo's amazing. I mean, I definitely also sympathize with the kind of, whatever, teenage, you know, feelings that the movie captures of, like, your first crush and how intense like friendships feel at that age Mm -hmm. and everything
0: yeah lucas munison is a king of writing flicks about young like working class alt girls
1: (laughs) Uh, Hell yeah
0: (laughs) and like coming of age um like fucking them all is so good and so real and i think so is this film like it just feels so authentic to my experience i guess i can't speak for everyone but um, I think it's such a such grounded stories and uh, yeah. really captures like a full picture in an authentic way mm-hmm. of what it's like to be a young girl. I guess guys relate too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I can't Never tru- been a young guy. I don't think I can truly relate, but I definitely can feel that it's like
0: some things are he universal. gets it
1: right. Yeah. 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 They're they're kind of nailing it.
0: Hell oh, yeah! I love the opening scene is um, with Bobo being like a sort of outcast loner at a family gathering, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like sitting by themselves quietly, like on a couch, not having fun while everyone else is like rocking out and partying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have like so many memories of like being in that exact position. <sighs> it rocked. I mean, yeah. What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> I also have a similar. I think, family structure to her, not to just make this whole thing about me, but I don't know. It's true. I identified. Um, (laughs) But um, we learn over time that like her mom is kind of not around a lot, maybe hanging out with guys a lot, spending time with them more than her. And her dad is more or less out of the picture or she doesn't get to see him very often. Yeah, that just that's uh, my experience, too. So I just (laughs) thought. That was sick to see in the film. But it never feels that heavy, though. Um, No. Despite that is kind of sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there's that great scene where where she, Bobo, kind of comforts her mom. And it's it's not handled dramatically, but it's, like, Mm -hmm. just so sweet and, like, kind of weighty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, In its own kind of gentle way. It's really powerful. Yeah. She's like, do you want an aspirin? Do you want a cup of tea? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so sweet.
0: Just really trying to make her mom feel better after a... unexpected breakup i think is what Mm -hmm. happened there yeah yeah but then next day after that her mom is with another guy (laughs)
1: right right so (laughs) yeah
0: she's moved on (laughs) she's moved on yeah Yeah. and then we have clara is it clara or clara who's to
1: say Um, it's swedish so we
0: can't be faulted clara clara
1: Oh, you know yeah. something like that
0: you did it good it Cla- i don't think i can do it as good as you but you should keep doing that
1: yeah um. it's like a little frog they get a little like froggy in, in the back of their throat
0: yeah they talk so cool yeah <laughs> swedish is a cool language i mean what can we say it's also neat how close but how far it is to english at some times mm-hmm. <laughs> i think like this film it's called we are the best in english but in swedish it's like vr bast yeah <laughs> it's like close yeah you know, but yeah not exact So Clara has like a different family structure, but that's kind of equally destructive (laughs) in some ways, like Mm -hmm. that her parents are around, but they're kind of a little too honest and real in front of their kids and like fighting in front of them and then just being like, well, this is us. Like, what do you want? (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're being honest.
1: Clara's like father is a really fun and interesting character in the movie in that he's also kind of has this like, non-judgmental quality to him. Mm -hmm. That's like, I remember certain, I grew up in the Midwest and I just Mm -hmm. remember like, yeah, that certain kind of like parent where you'd be like, whoa, this is one, like a wild parent that kind of has (laughs) like a a little bit of an an anarchist, anarchistic, you know, worldview and is a little more hands off. And is kind of letting the kids learn their lessons through experience, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you do also feel a little bit like that she's kind of perhaps a little less supported, you know, than than maybe, you know, others.
0: Yeah, she could use... A caring hand at some points. Yeah. Yeah. But her family's just goofy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we see them in their school environment, I think the first time is when they're working on a group project with two normie girls.
1: Really well cast normies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well cast normies. and. They're the first people who say punk is dead in the film, too, Uh which becomes like a thing that happens all the time. But he's one of the girls says, like, my brother used to be punk until it died. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's funny. a silly line. Yeah, I know. I imagine that's based on, like, stuff real people said, though. I can imagine, Mm -hmm. though, in 1982, coming off of the 70s, feeling like, you know, yeah, Reagan's president and you just had disco like mm-hmm. kind of feeling like punk didn't succeed, you know, like yeah. like they lost the the battle, you know. <laughs> and, and it then, is a battle.
0: You are legally only allowed to have one genre.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> There's also a great scene where it's kind of like they throw a little shade at Joy Division. Yeah. Which I think is generally thought of as a f- very cutting edge, you know, artistically, <laughs> yeah. you know, somewhat punk uh, band and mm-hmm. that they're not having Joy Division either. They're like purists, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Capital P Punk TM. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they also talk about the mohawk. So Clara has like a cool mohawk that she puts soap in. Mm-hmm. They think that's disgusting, although soap famously for cleaning. Um, <laughs> when I was in school, kids were using glue for wow. their mohawks. Just cool. straight up like Elmer's.
1: Wow. And when you're done with it, is it just like you just got to kind of... <laughs> you cut it. You can't get it out. It's just cut.
0: <laughs> um, whenever I put crazy shit in my hair when I was of this age, I would use baking soda because it's like clarifying. Oh, so hmm. you get some baking soda in your hand. You make a little paste. You put it on the hair mm-hmm. and it releases... A lot of the stuff. It does also completely strip your hair and make your shit dry as fuck.
1: Yeah, that sounds (laughs) abrasive.
0: You know, the price you pay for looking cool as hell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you ever have a mohawk phase? You're famously a bald king now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a bald king now. Um, Uh I didn't ever have a mohawk phase. I was like, like at this age, I just was more, you know, when I'm 12, I was kind of more like in the... I, you know, nerdier. I was nerdier. Mm. Like I was listening to like, they might be giants. And mm. like, you know.
0: You were a ska king.
1: No, they okay. might be giants is more like, <laughs> they're not ska. They're like more, They're I feel like they're kind of like a cooler version of Weird Al or something mm. like that.
0: Did you ever have like a punk or a goth phase?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. No. I, I You were
0: nerd all the way through.
1: Yeah, I guess I was like, I remember I was into, well, you know, I was into skateboarding. I remember I had mm. like, you know. Jackets that I put pins on, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of punk.
0: Safety pins or pins pins?
1: Safety pins. Like buttons.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Safety pins had such a moment in culture. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So that's kind of punk. But I at school, like there were punks that I was friends with and I thought were really cool. But I just never felt... I was maybe a little more... Soft-spoken or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, you were
0: closeted. You were too shy to come out as a punk.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pro, but <laughs> yeah.
0: You support the movement, but you don't participate.
1: <laughs> yeah, although I'm kind of like that. I'm sort of like that in general, like in many ways, or something, or like I've never been totally like. Maybe I'm a little bit like the like never wanted to be in a club that would have me as a member or something. A little mm. bit. Yeah. So yeah.
0: you're um like a shapeshifter. You go in all the groups.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe i don't know this is getting deep It's but okay. i never was like oh i'm a skater or like oh i'm a, a member of the blue man group or uh <laughs> i'm a you know
0: but you support the blue man group
1: <laughs> yeah but i'm pro but blue i'm man. interested like if i were hanging out with them i'd want to hear more about their lives i'm su- i'm a supporter but yeah, yeah i've never like Yeah. In the way that the kids in this movie are like, their identity kind of gives them purpose. I I never totally like hung my hat on one thing. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I guess I had a pretty, pretty huge goth phase (laughs) around this age. Yeah. Um, And then from there, I think I've been classified as... Oh, sorry to say it a punk
1: that's cool <laughs>
0: by other people for yeah. the rest of my life which I wasn't aware of for a long time but the discussion was had <laughs> yeah. yeah I always got mistaken for being a member of a band I mean I was a musician for a while but not any cool music <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do I country, guess have... it was
1: country modern country well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played ukulele so oh, nice Okay. I, I had a little duet project for a while, too, and but that was also, like, acoustic, so, yeah. I mean, I do, like, absolutely rock out on my ukulele. I'm not, like, a little gorgeous, cute little ukulele player. I'm, like, my fingers are bleeding ukulele player, but it's still a ukulele you know what i mean like i'm not like doing anything that cool
1: (laughs) yeah yeah at the end of the day it's a it's a ukulele
0: (laughs) you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i've always had stupid hair i'm i'm all i'm basically have a mohawk now i guess it's just long and goes down (laughs) yeah that's.
1: but like on a certain night would you put it put it up at this point i've never
0: when it's long because it's like pretty long
1: oh yeah that would be a lot of, you'd have to get the Elmers out for that.
0: Yeah, I'd have to definitely bust out the Elmers. Yeah. I did have a short mohawk for a time, but not till I was like 30. So, mm. you know, it, it's not exactly cool by then. That I could just put up with a blow dryer. I didn't even, because my hair is so crazy. My mm. normal hair is like curly insane. So <laughs> it would just stand up on its own. You know, I didn't have to do too much work on that. But anyway. <laughs>
2: there's 30 <laughs> Let's minutes. Let's keep going on, on, on hair. this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting though. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how the girls in this film, I mean, we've talked about their look, but I also like how they're kind of androgynous.
1: Mhm. I mean, is this is this movie kind of I don't actually know, but is it kind of like considered like in discourse with like queer cinema and things like that? Do you know? Like like
0: I don't think this one is necessarily, yeah. although I would say um, Bobo's character feels non-binary to me. Yeah, I that's just my maybe my impression, and maybe also because that's the character I'm relating to. I'm projecting because I'm non-binary. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, um, but Bobo's character to me feels non-binary. Um, but Lucas does have other films that are queer. Um, fucking them all is queer coming-of-age, uh, like lesbian story. Right. And there's probably others too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that this one. Not to my knowledge, yeah. as in, like, queer canon at all.
1: Okay, okay. But
0: you you had queer readings on this,
2: too?
1: Uh, no, I think I just, or I think just similar to you, it just felt like, oh, it's like a portrait of, like, you know, young characters that are, like, exploring gender or whatever. Yeah. Know? Yeah.
0: I mean, you could also potentially read Bobo's character as queer in a, in a sexuality way Because later when she's hanging with a guy She kind of hates it
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, so She's
0: kind of doing what she thought She was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. And she doesn't like it They never say that she's going to do anything else mm-hmm. But that's maybe like the beginning of figuring shit out You know
2: Yeah
1: for sure
0: And she's so young I mean their characters are 13 So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the age where you start figuring it out I think
1: <laughs> Yeah definitely Yeah they're like kids basically Like learning who they are in the movie
0: That was about the age where I started figuring it out, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seems right. Um, So they go to this youth center a lot. The first time we see them at the youth center, they are just doing kid shit. They're like playing arts and crafts. Mm -hmm. And I love how they do that throughout this movie. It's like there are times when they're doing more grown behavior. Like they're out riding the trains by themselves. They're, you know, flirting with guys. They fuck with alcohol, whatever. But then there are all these moments where you're reminded that like, You know, they are just kind of still kids, though, too. Yeah. They're sitting here, like, fucking around with arts and crafts, making, like, a volcano or something. I don't remember exactly what they're doing, but... And they're just, like, goofing and Mm -hmm. having a great time.
1: Yeah, I was like that, too, when I was that age. Like, my best friends, who I didn't go to school with, we sort of were friends kind of from like a youth group mm-hmm. um so we you were christian mm. yeah but it was like unitarian <laughs> so it was kind of like choose your own adventure i've i've never been uh mm-hmm. i've never okay. been a religious no it's it back
0: now.
2: <laughs>
1: well i went to a church but it was it wasn't uh <laughs> no, uh it wasn't a very christian church i'm from this very christian place though grand rapids mm. Oh, Which yeah. is like where, you know, like Betsy DeVos is from, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of Calvinist Christian, like very, very ultra conservative Christian. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's still cool. There's cool people there, too.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. I think especially now, more yeah. more so now than when I was there. But um,
0: how long ago did you leave?
1: Um, I went to Ann Arbor. I've lived in New York for like 15 years. And then I lived in Ann Arbor for five years. So like 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Well, I went to college, I guess, when I'm 18. So 21 years ago. Yeah.
0: Grand Rapids is cool now.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool now. <laughs> I mean, I go back still. My parents yeah. live there still. and um, I was just
0: there two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been there a lot, but.
1: Cool. Yeah,
0: I was also there two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: Yeah. I, whenever I'm home, I'm always visiting family. And I, I sense that there's like all these kind of new DIY spaces and, you know, things that exist that just weren't there when I was in high school, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we had like I remember when the. It felt like, oh, we got a coffee shop. Like, wow, there's a coffee shop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, a record store. There was a comic book store. And there was, like, a video store. There were these places that were, like, my, like, things I would go to to Get cool mm-hmm. stuff and learn about cool stuff. But
2: um, yeah.
1: uh, now it seems like there's so much more.
0: It's a cute little town. Mm-hmm. Michigan famous for cute little towns. Mm-hmm. Any little town you go to, probably the cutest shit you've ever seen.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't, I feel like I, I don't understand Michigan anymore when I go back. Because <laughs> it's gotten so, it's like so Trumpy, you know, there. Yeah. You
0: are right. But like there are pockets of cool people in every little place. Yeah, for but sure. But it is surprising and we're like so off topic but whatever yeah. um <laughs> the last time i i guess this time i didn't have this experience but i drove through michigan i actually went to grand rapids a different time like two years ago mm-hmm. and on that drive up i saw more trump signs yeah than you could believe i mean and like big ones like diy trump signs that are mm-hmm. like huge and yeah. i was so surprised because everyone i know in michigan is so cool and chill and like just tight as fuck and i didn't I don't know. Politically, it is confusing to me, maybe because there's so much country. You hate to stereotype country people as being Trump.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. Being equal with Trump, because I'm sure there are cool country people, too. But you also know what I mean.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Because there's so much country in Michigan.
1: Yeah. I don't remember there being like billboards for like ar 15 you know, shooting ranges and stuff, like, when I was growing up, you know. Yeah. But also, yeah, there was not this cool DIY culture and, you know, independent art scenes either, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Things are just developing, I guess.
0: Yeah. So how did we get here? (laughs) We got
1: way off topic.
0: We started with you met friends at a youth center.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) You were talking about how they kind of play, and I remember that, like, I did that with my friends. Like, there was – It was kind of like – Yeah, it it was always, like, in this context of (laughs) sort of acting out movies, you know? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot of times it was, like, shooting. We would shoot stuff with, like, a camcorder. But I remember we had, like, my friend Owen had, like, Playmobiles. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we played with Playmobiles, like, in this way that it was kind of like we were, like, staging these movies and sort of improvising movies. But I'd be like, we're getting pretty old. Like, it felt a little secret. Like, we couldn't, you know, let other people know that we were still playing with Playmobiles. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time my friends they went and they had like bought new playmobiles for the sort of like movie you know the back lot, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like new characters. And they were like sitting in a car. They drove at the time. So I guess one of them must be 16 or 15. And they're sitting in a car like looking, unboxing them. And a cop came and was like, what are you boys doing? (laughs) And they were like, we're opening play. We're playing with Playmobiles, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Even Uh, more
0: shameful than doing it. You're like drugs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like you'd wish that they were like at least drinking beers, but they were playing with Playmobiles, you know? Yeah. That rocks. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. So many filmmakers have that story of like that they were doing little goofy movies with their friends when they were young. Yeah. Wish I had a camera as a youngster. Things could have been different. Yeah. I did have a TV and so that's where I'm at now.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was watching then and I'm watching now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Some things never change. <laughs> so they sort of, the girls in this film sort of start this band out of spite because of an encounter with a rude group of guys who come Mm -hmm. in and like are like, oh, it's the prettiest girls in town. I'm so horny for these beautiful women. And just like being really jerks. And then they go and start practicing music and they're so loud and they've just like rudely interrupted their play session. So the girls like sign up on the sheet and actually take their spot. And they're like, well, we're a band and actually we are practicing now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that kind of rocks. That band Iron Fist, one of the guys in the band... Felix Clayson is a real rocker in a band called Morbid Breath. Oh, nice. That's just, I don't know, fun fact. They also did a lot of, I mean, we've kind of talked about how the sets and the costuming and stuff were all very naturalistic, but they did do a lot of research into specifically what types of instruments would be in a space like this in this time period to make sure that the instruments were accurate which i think is just cool
1: yeah it's that's impressive and you totally feel it it's also seamless the whole universe is like so seamlessly executed you know yeah and i feel like they do like i sent the trailer to someone earlier and i was like i didn't really contextualize it and i was sort of wondering if They were to watch it and think like it's an actual movie from the like an actual Swedish movie from the early 80s Mm, because the mm -hmm. way it looks like I feel like the sort of texture of it and the the grain of the whatever. I guess they probably shot it on film. You know, it looks kind of period in this way where it feels like it's from the time period, you know. Yeah,
0: it's also timeless in a way. I mean, just like the stories and everything that happens in this film, I feel like are so translatable Mm -hmm. intergenerationally. Yeah, it's sort of timeless and time period at the same time. I think that's just cool. Yeah, for sure. So they kind of like fucking around on their instruments, and they decide to start a band for real, and an incident in their gym class sort of becomes an inciting incident, (laughs) For the lyrics to their first song, Mm -hmm. hate the sport.
1: Hate the sport.
0: And you know what? Fuck sports. (laughs) Fuck gym class. Yeah, (laughs) easily the worst class. Like, why is that a thing we have to do?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great. I mean, I guess
0: get us up off our ass, but Mm -hmm. yeah, because they play the sports wrong. What are they playing? I forget now. Soccer? Maybe
1: it's basketball and uh, they get ordered to jog around the court 10 times and they keep walking. Mm-hmm. There's a good kind of running joke so of the, the coach yelling at them to jog and then they a jog. what joke? Like a running joke. Yeah. pun Unintended. <laughs> unintended. See, I, my brain cells are not firing. Uh, Tonight. Um, That's
0: all right. Yeah. I'm really surprised that mine are. So it's like, yeah, you're on (laughs) one. Yeah.
1: I got to catch up.
0: (laughs) I really, it was only functioning for like one sentence. I may have lost it. We'll see. I might have jinxed it. Yeah. But yeah, that was such a thing in school, too. I mean, nobody wanted to run. I couldn't run, I don't think. My mom tried being a runner for a while. Me and my mom have like a similar body type and it like wasn't happening for her. And she asked her doctor, like, what can I do? Cause I want to be a runner. Mm-hmm. And the, her doctor was like, some people's bodies just aren't meant to be running. <laughs> <And>
1: so, <laughs> just give up. Just.
0: I feel like gym teachers should acknowledge this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like they don't acknowledge it
2: and no. they should.
1: Yeah. My gym class was weird in, uh, high school because we we didn't have a gymnasium so in the summer we would play like soccer we would do outdoor sports but in the winter we would go bowling it was the best so so we would walk to a bowling alley and go bowling in the middle of the day yeah you had no gym yeah there was no gymnasium at my no swimming
0: school. pool or anything,
1: no, no,
0: oh my God, I'm jealous, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no
1: locker room, you know,
0: what the hell what did yeah. you did you didn't have to change for gym class
1: no, not for not for school. I actually was a swimmer, so I swam for a different high school, so I did have the whole you know nightmarish you know locker room experience. <laughs> I didn't,
0: but you chose that life,
1: but I chose it, yeah, I did, I chose it, oh um, my God, but I liked swimming. I'm not a good team sports person though. Like I like, uh, yeah, I like things where you're. You're just kind of competing against yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. And I played tennis in high school. I was on the tennis team, and I famously never won a single match. <laughs> and I played for three years, Hell
2: yeah. and I lost
1: every match. And my <laughs> my parents like wouldn't come to the tennis matches, you know. I think they like sensed, you know, what that that it was just like let them go, you know. Yeah. But it was so pleasant. I found the the prac the tennis practice was so pleasant and fun, and I would be like, <laughs> I would be kind of good in practice, you were but a great then- time. Yeah. yeah, I was just hanging out with my friends. But whenever um, it was competitive, like as soon as it was competitive, I just would completely crumble. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, there's like first, second and third singles and then first, second and third doubles, which are teams of two. Okay. And I was only ever third doubles. Like even when I was like a senior in high school, I was still I never rose a rank. Hell
2: yeah. So
1: my partner w- would be like a child, like the same age as these characters. You know, I'm like 17. And when I was a senior, my doubles partner was like 13, like prepubescent, <laughs> you know. Um, and I'm just and it's completely my fault that we're losing every match, you know. So he's like tethered to this that rock mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my sport, my history in sport.
0: <laughs> I have no history in sports except yeah. that I hated playing them. I was good at badminton which Mm -hmm. is almost tennis, but a little different. Bedman's
1: great. That's a great game
0: i love badminton Mm -hmm. i think it's the most fun but nobody like nobody else seems to think that yeah Um, it's very hard to get people to play badminton with you but i love playing it. i think it's fun as hell that's the only sport i've ever been good at but Hmm. my gym like we did have a gymnasium and we did have the whole shit like we had the ropes we had to do running we had a swimming pool so part of every semester of gym class you had to do swimming and it was just the worst i actually failed gym one year because i just didn't want to (laughs) swim yeah because it's also like you're in high school and like as like a non-man i think especially like you're all weird about your body and stuff like things are growing and you don't want to be absolutely naked in front of your classmates hell no no or in a swimsuit which is almost naked it was just hell i'd say
1: yeah yeah (laughs) if i could
0: have done anything else (laughs) i would have
1: yeah yeah i hope i wonder if that I don't actually know how this is now, but I would hope that perhaps it's a little more. They've made some progress on that front, you know.
0: Stopping swimming.
1: Yeah, or just like yeah. If, if gym class is still requ- I don't know, but if gym class is still required at high schools, like if they give more options, you know, to hopefully yeah. provide more comfortable outlets for physical would activity. Be sick. Yeah,
0: we had to run a lot. I was not a runner. We mm-hmm. did have we did have uniforms since sixth grade on. We had to change into uniforms for gym. And they had to be like shirt tucked in, like the whole thing. Wow. Terrible. You could have been bowling. I could have been bowling. Yeah. Only one person I'd ever seen got an exemption because of religious reasons that her parents said she wasn't allowed to wear shorts. Oh, wow. So she could be exempt from certain gym activities. Wow. But that's it. They were very serious about it. Yeah. I hope kids don't have to do gym class, but I'm thinking they do.
1: Yeah, they probably do.
0: Kids at me. <laughs> yeah if you're in high let school let me know dm me what's happening
1: in gym class
0: <laughs> oh god <laughs> i only want to know a couple things not all the details yeah but yeah i also have these memories of like being told to run laps and me and my friends just walking them mm-hmm. and also uh i absolutely had friends that we would be singing like dark shit walking mm-hmm. around gym class yeah <laughs> so this felt very relatable to me personally and you were being normal playing tennis.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was after school, gym class.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. I guess I was being pretty normal. But I get it. You I, could probably I, I, run. I sympathize. Stuff. I could run. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you had the easy life.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't like a... again. Though, why it's like why I turned
0: to dark and you turned to normal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like a jock, though. Like, it's another thing where it's like I wasn't... I didn't... You're it wasn't ships, my right? identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit of a like dropping in to some extent yeah yeah
0: dropping in to jack them
1: yeah like it was kind of another group that i sort of you know was hanging out with because i also was in the um my main thing was i was also into like av club stuff Mm -hmm. so there was like At my high school, we had morning announcements where you would produce like a kind of TV show Mm -hmm. thing. There was like a little TV studio that I really loved. And then I would make videos for that. And then after school, we would hang out at like a public access station, kind of in the same way that – the characters, like, hang out at this youth center. That rocks. Yeah, it was cool.
0: Yeah, I mainly did more of the nerd activities <laughs> as far as, like, team stuff went.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I was
0: on Speech Team or yeah. Bell Bowl or Academic Pursuit, which is, like, the you buzz in and say the answers to smart people questions type Yeah, shit. yeah. That's
1: cool. <laughs> I remember I tried... Cool.
0: <laughs> Uh, excessive. Well, cool
1: know. to me. Cool to me. <laughs> I remember I I tried to do quiz bowl and, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't do it. I've never been very good with trivia, but I like I like attempted to like moonlight with the quiz bowl people because those were my friends.
0: I used to be in school. I was just like crazy smart. I don't know. I think I leveled out and I never got smarter. <laughs> yeah. At a certain point. <laughs> But, like, I could do math so fast. I knew how to spell everything. Um, I'm so good at grammar. Like, I just am one of those people that got straight A's and I never had to do anything. And everybody hates that. Nobody wants Mm -hmm. to hear that. Mm but i was on all the stupid like academic teams uh, and goofball shit. Okay, in the film, we passed okay. gym class. Okay, so they go back to Clara's house and they're like trying to fuck around on their instruments and their kind of whole family like busts in the door and tries to play instruments with them. I loved this.
1: <laughs> great scene. That's a great scene the day there's a reveal that the dad is not wearing pants uh in that scene <laughs> when he's coming like in to play. I said, the
0: parent her parents are just a little too like honest a little too open with them
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: (laughs) like being pantsless i think is part of that yeah (laughs) they're just like this is me
1: yeah it's like a little chaotic for sure but i kind of like it Uh, yeah it's kind of endearing though in a way that the house is sort of just Mm -hmm. chaos in a fun way yeah
0: and i I mean, when I was a kid, I'm primarily a singer. That's my um, musical talent. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I was ever singing in my room, my mom would also like absolutely bust down the door and be like, what are you doing? (laughs) What's going on Uh, in here? She'd want to join in. Were you singing? And I'd be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I just, you know, I guess I had a relatable experience. Did you ever Mm -hmm. do music at all?
1: Yeah, I did. did. I did. I did choirs when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I was singing and then I wasn't in band, but. I took guitar lessons like after school for a little while. And then when I was in college, I played like drums in a band, but wow, I was never very okay. good. But my family's super musical. Like my dad is a musician and my mom's not oh, really? a musician, but her brothers and sisters all had this like family band that would play a lot. Uh, we'd go to music. They played That's like so music cute. festivals. Yeah. So it was very musical childhood for
0: sure yeah mine too kind of my mom and dad were both singers my mom especially not professionally or anything they just did mm-hmm. <laughs> um but my dad was a big music head he owned a cd store oh and whoa, cool DJ for a while so oh wow we'd go to shows and stuff all the time yeah that's awesome so I just had like way too much access to music because I can just go to the cd store and take anything I want basically whoa cool so I'd just be like this band has a stupid name let me check this out
1: <laughs> yeah and it was like metal and punk and Kind of heavy music,
0: yeah, could be. Or I mean, I feel like I had a pretty eclectic taste as a youth mm-hmm. because my dad was also so into music, spanning the decades. So cool. You know, I had I had range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't know why we're back on my life story. Yeah, we keep.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna make it.
0: So they have a crazy talent show in this movie. I always see these things in movies, and they always seem like, and the, it is in this film too. Just like a terrible thing. Like, why do they do this? Because the whole entire audience is just dragging whoever's on stage. They're booing, they're yelling out slurs, they're yeah. like absolutely going crazy. Uh, in a bad way mm-hmm. I never had anything like this at my school But I see this in film a lot
1: Yeah, we didn't have talent shows like this I remember me- sort of maybe in elementary school But definitely not in middle school or high school This kind of thing
0: It seems like an abusive environment
1: Yeah, especially just you know, how like aggressive it is But yeah, it's, it's so kind aggressive. of a trope It's a trope
0: And why is nobody stopping them? And yeah. not being punished for, like, yelling slurs?
1: Yeah, I don't know. No justice in that that no. world. But it yeah. happens
0: all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen this, I feel like, many times.
1: Mm-hmm. My high school didn't have a auditorium, you know, so there was nowhere to gather.
0: <laughs> Did you go to a one-room school on the prairie?
1: <laughs> it just was a, it was a small... It was a public high school, but it just didn't have... Stuff. The other high schools had all the stuff. Yeah. What's
0: the deal with that? Why didn't you go to the ones with stuff?
1: It was like a magnet school. So it was like Wait, uh, is this like a
0: smart people school?
1: I guess it was like a smart people school, but it was um it wasn't like, you know, X-Men Academy or anything like that. It was pretty (laughs) like run down like building, I would say. You
0: didn't learn any superpowers. (laughs) No,
1: no. But the teachers were really good. But all these things that were sort of like normal parts of high school You'd have to go to another high school to, like, get...
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this, like, talent show thing is a normal part of high school. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't my experience, but... Yeah. Let the kids I, I kind of went to a stupid people school, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, people always tell... <laughs> I mean, I just went to, like, public school. I don't know. Township school. But, um people always tell me about like different books they had to read in school. And I'm like, we didn't read any of those books. Like we read like three to four books that mm-hmm. were assigned in my entire high school. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I never had to read like any of this crap. And in fact, I never read any of the ones that were assigned either, but like I just, we weren't even assigned books like that. Hmm. Um, so, or, and like we never had talent shows. So hmm. I don't know my school, I think was a stupid people's school. <laughs> 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 Which is why I was so smart because, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just being normal smart actually made me a genius
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> at this talent show. Though, we do meet Hedvig, who absolutely slays on guitar, just absolutely mm-hmm. crushes while being booed and dragged <laughs> for yeah. what reason? She's actually like absolutely killing it. So, I don't know why everybody's just like, boo, you're ugly, go away. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: But that's when the two girls get the idea to ask her to be in their band. Mm -hmm. But she's Christian, and -hmm. they want to influence her away from God, too, which I thought was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I love Um, that stuff.
0: That's what punk's all about. Yeah. (laughs) She's also a real rocker. The actress who plays Hedvig, uh, Liv Lemoyne, she has albums on Spotify.
1: Oh, whoa, great.
0: Yeah, it's kind of random. They're not really guitar-based, but I don't know if she's actually playing. I imagine she's not playing the guitar in this. I do know I, that they had, like, a guitar foley person.
1: Maybe. But I feel like you can tell, though, that she's got some chops. Like, that she's a really yeah. good... She is a musical kid, you know. She's
0: handled the guitar before. Yeah, but I think she's, so. she's, like, slaying in this film.
1: Yeah. I honestly wouldn't be surprised, though, if it was real, if it really was her. Some of those scenes are so so... It would be, yeah, I don't know. It would be really, I think, hard to fake, especially the scene later where she sings that song, you know, Mm -hmm. it feels like it's real to me. She does
0: sing in the film. I do know that. Yeah. Maybe she can play the simple stuff, but not the shredding. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because she's shredding there and she shreds one other time in the film too when she does like a hot solo Mm -hmm. later on. Yeah. But the rest of the time she's just doing like normal stuff. Mm -hmm. You're the guitar expert, not me, so. Yeah. (laughs) Would you say it's normal stuff?
1: Yeah, I, it was hard. That's Although a technical you,
0: term. You know,
1: I'm left. My guitar story is I was left-handed. I but I learned right-handed. Oh, okay. So, uh, so you were all fucked
2: up. Yeah, it's all come backwards. You, didn't learn lefty?
1: you know, it's it's like uh, I think it just was a uh, somewhat of an oversight, maybe on my parents' part. But it, <laughs> I also I maybe know. should have spoken up. But my guitar teacher, you know, I was going to a professional guitar teacher who wasn't like red alert. Your guitar's backwards for your brain, you know. <laughs> um, but recently, I tried to see if I could switch back, and it's just too late. It's like the mm-hmm. wires are all firmly. But
0: you can still play.
1: I can still play like okay, but it's there is a slight feeling of like what could have been, you know, uh, <laughs> if if I had learned. If lefty, you had learned lefty, would I just shredding. be like, yeah, shredding? I I can kind of just. I'm not that good, you know, but
0: uh <laughs> you're also guitar normal, like mm-hmm. Epic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh <Hell> yeah. <laughs> I got forced to take guitar lessons for like a couple months mm-hmm. and I hated it. I never mm. wanted to play guitar.
1: It's hard on your fingers, especially when you're when you have to build up calluses and like the yeah. muscles and stuff. Yeah.
0: I wanted to play piano. I always really Mm -hmm. wanted piano lessons when I was a kid. I had like those little keyboards and stuff, and I begged my mom for piano lessons. And one year she bought me a guitar and said I was taking guitar lessons whether I liked it or not.
1: Wow. Missed the memo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty classic. Yeah. Then I ended up trading my guitar for a pair of shoes to Mm. a friend, (laughs) and I ruined the shoes in a flood uh, like a month (laughs) later. (laughs) They straight up broke in half. (laughs) Wow. I had to walk in a flood in Virginia. I guess I have some crazy stories. Damn. <laughs> like waist-deep water. Yeah, and these like creeper shoes. they're like um, like big old, hot-topic looking-ass platform velcro shoes.: <laughs> Wow. And uh, the whole platform of it just came off after wow. walking in the water for a couple miles in the country in Virginia.
1: This is like a magical realist uh, novel f- or something, you know?
0: Uh, <laughs> Got all kinds of wild ones in there. Mm-hmm. They become friends with Hedvig, and we get more scenes of them just being cute and being kids. Like, mm-hmm. they find that bags of yarn on the side of the road, and they're just, like, clowning around, making hot dogs out of yarn. I just think all these scenes are, like, really cute and sweet. I mm-hmm. really love that stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, sweet.
0: Yeah. I guess the book is a little sadder it more focuses on like the struggle with like the parents being not really in the picture and stuff like that it kind of is more focused on that stuff and uh lucas just wanted to focus a little more on the joy so the movie always feels like warm and nice even when you're identifying with like kind of a shitty feeling or like the parts when they're lonely or like self-deprecating or whatever it never feels too heavy i don't think
1: no it always kind of feels like um so naturalistic and so like it's not being like dramatized you know like you don't feel like you're being manipulated it moves at the pace of life and it kind of has this like wisdom to it or like a feeling of wisdom where you sort of feel like even if something bad were to happen they'd grow from it and like life would go on and yeah. you know it it doesn't feel like you're being manipulated at a, in any way you know yeah. what i mean in the in a conventional movie way yeah mm-hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I've heard him talk about how his goal is always to make really complex films, but with a really warm and optimistic demeanor Mm -hmm. Um, because he's like, it's easy to make complex films about like dark subjects and just make them dark or manipulative like you're saying yeah but to make them be complex and have all these layers and still remain like optimistic is kind of takes a little more skill even
1: definitely yeah Mm -hmm. something to aspire to for sure
0: yeah yeah i love that (laughs) yeah me too okay so the party they go Mm -hmm. to clara's house and her older brother has a party and they snag all the drinks and get drunk as fuck Mm-hmm. And kind of buzzkill the whole party mm-hmm. i thought that was fun
1: yeah also very like real and relatable
0: her brother is also only like 16 or something too. yeah
1: her brother's cool <laughs> Cla- kind of a classic cool big brother character yeah. yeah that part is great it reminded me of i remember when i was in high school there was not like a party like that where it was like there's the, the older kids and the younger kids, but it was like a thing where people had managed to get like a bottle of, um, it was like Kahlua or something like that, you know, like mm-hmm. a, like a mixer. <laughs> and, yeah. um, I'm probably like had a little bit, but I remember one girl there like drank a bunch of the kalua and we were hanging out in this basement and she got sick and like puked into like a sink that was in the basement but it was like a plastic shop sink uh-huh. uh that didn't really have like proper sort of plumbing attached <laughs> oh, to it like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a real sink uh-huh. so we were like the night became about like trying to figure out how to like dispose of like the vomit <laughs> and um yeah, so that reminded me of that story. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We have some unfortunate puke in this scene, too. She like yeah. pukes on a record, I think. <laughs> she pukes
1: on the guy's records. It's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, being young and trying to get a hold of alcohol was such a vibe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the shit you would
0: get a hold of would be so random. Like you said, Kahlua. Or yeah. Like... <laughs> it's like
1: dusty liquor cabinet stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I think some of the first alcohol i ever had was like mad dog 2020 or whatever yeah. um, or like smear or like whatever we could get a hold of
1: yeah like, i remember like it was cool like alcohol. screwdrivers you know yeah that's the first cocktail is always a screwdriver because there's oh, yeah. like orange juice in the fridge you know yeah or whatever yeah
0: uh, we never fucked with um cocktails too much when i was no. a teen we just yeah. take it straight
1: <laughs> yeah i didn't drink that much actually in high school i drink more you know i i drank in college I was done
0: drinking by high school
1: <laughs> you were done by high school
0: nice yeah I probably started drinking when I was about 11. Oh, wow. And then like 13, 14, I was the party house. So like we were drinking a lot at wow. that time. And then I got alcohol poisoning when I was 14. And so oh, I kind of no. stopped drinking. Wow. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm spilling crazy beans today. But yeah, um, I got alcohol poisoning and I got arrested. So, you know, I kind of stopped drinking for uh, basically forever after that. <laughs> Since then, I've probably drank like... 10 times between then and now Uh, wow yeah pretty much I was done by then
1: (laughs) yeah I mean that sounds kind of like a good story though in a way like you kind of got Mm -hmm. it's great that it's
0: definitely like one of my like craziest life story I think it's like a cool story
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for (laughs) sure it's
0: so insane I like drank too much with my friends my two gal pals like yeah. this uh film mm-hmm. i had I was in a trio and we were like we're walking to meet a guy who like was too old to be hanging out with us and <laughs> lived really far away and like lived with his mom and didn't have a car and uh so we were just like started walking to meet him but um we were too drunk so we passed out on the side of the road
1: oh my gosh i um, know wow. it's fucked
0: up. <laughs> it's like i have so many stories it's like How have I not been murdered? We don't know. But I did pass out on the side of like a major street in Indianapolis (laughs) as a 14-year-old girl. Wow. Um, (laughs) And when uh, we woke up, my friend had a seizure that I was with. Whoa. So we had to call the cops on ourselves. And yeah, we got picked up.
1: Damn. Yeah. Did the hammer come down from... Uh, no, w- actually, were, were you was- like disciplined, or was it like sim- <laughs> people were sympathetic and nice? I was about more
0: it. disciplined by my parents than by any sort of legal system. But yeah, we had to go to the hospital for a while. We were chained to the beds in the hospital. Whoa. And- yeah and uh, then after a while they took me to juvie my friend that had the seizure had a suicide note in her purse suicide was really badass and cool at that point um, Mm -hmm. we were all depressed (laughs) Um, and so she had to stay for like a psych eval but i went on to juvie and i was only there for like seven hours or something and then my mom so like my parents were divorced but my mom's my legal guardian so My mom was out of town at that time and I had Hmm. been staying with my dad, but since he's not like my legal guardian, they wouldn't release me to my dad. So I actually had to go to a guardian home, which is like for orphans, basically, (laughs) like basically an orphanage and wait till my mom could get back to town. And she was in Virginia where she's from because her dad was dying. So she loved coming home early um, to have to pick me out of like an orphanage.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) that's wild
0: a pretty insane time but i was um you know i had alcohol poisoning so which basically felt like the worst uh hangover you've ever had but lasting for like two weeks well it was like so horrible and i never wanted to feel that that way again it was very bad yeah Um, and then i was grounded to my room for the rest of the summer which this happened in june so that's basically like a couple months. Wow. I was grounded not only grounded, but grounded to my room. Like I had to ask permission to come out of my bedroom. Wow. So um and I couldn't use the phone or T V or anything. So a lot of music at that time. Yeah. And a lot of thinking about your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Did a lot of soul searching.
0: You know, I became yeah. vegetarian. <laughs> Whoa. Um anyway
1: that's a great story so it's a crazy
0: story thank you for sharing that now yeah Mm -hmm. so drinking when you're a kid is tight and uh everyone should try it yeah
1: yeah get it over with
0: (laughs) yeah that's what i say get it over with because then like you're young enough that like people forgive you for shit that was my first offense i suffered no consequence Mm. not that not that everyone wouldn't suffer a consequence or that there aren't dangers involved with doing substances when you're a child okay um don't sue me for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not liable for anybody's terrible time, but I don't know. I think like once you're older, like when you try and have like your crazy party time when you're older, like you can suffer a lot harsher consequences. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't have a license then. I couldn't be driving. I say get it out of your system.
1: Yeah, mm. I'll co-sign that, I guess.
0: Legal drinking age should be 10. <laughs>
1: yeah, 10, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lower I don't it. have it. Bring it down. <laughs> I think I'd take it down to 16.
0: What's Europe? Like some of them do like 14, right?
1: I think so. I think it's just, yeah, it's just a much healthier relationship they a lot to more al- normal alcohol. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We digress.
0: <laughs> I know. We're all about digressing today. I hope no, that's nice. okay.
1: I I hope people enjoy it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think they will. I'm enjoying it. Good,
1: good, good. I generally
0: think if I'm having a good time, the people are having a good time. It seems to work out that way. Definitely. I think the next big thing that happens is when they cut Hevig's hair. Yes. They go to her house to, quote unquote, help her watch her little sister. Um, but then they cut her hair off with like huge scissors. Mm-hmm. They go about it all crazy hacking. But somehow it comes out like this gorgeous hawk.
1: <laughs> yeah, it comes out really good. Yeah. yeah. Really
0: good, crisp, mm-hmm. smooth, faded, like gorgeous. Yeah. The girl, I mean, this young girl is also just. Absolutely strikingly gorgeous, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she looks even more badass with this gorgeous faux hawk.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But since she's like from a conservative Christian family, her mom like flips out, says it's abuse, and says that she's going to report the two girls to the police unless they become christians mm-hmm. and go to church with her um, which was like so psychotic but i was kind of obsessed
1: it's like a punk fable or something like that <laughs> yeah. coming of age punk fable
0: our worst nightmare yeah go to
1: <laughs> church or go to jail yeah she
0: wants us to become the thing we hate
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that was pretty silly but she like looked badass it's like come on mom look at me I look yeah. incredible.
1: And she likes it. It's There's a big reveal that she likes the haircut.
0: She does like, and it is a slow reveal. So yeah. for a minute you are like, oh God, did like, they feel like guilty. Like, did we fuck up this girl's life? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like we didn't know it was, we were doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But when they meet at school the next day or a couple days later, I guess, because she says she misses a day. She's like, oh no, I was just embarrassed because my mom mm-hmm. is so crazy. And we mm-hmm. can be friends actually. And they have a little food fight. Beautiful. The food fight, I guess, was improvised too. I guess a lot of this was improvised.
1: You can feel it. You can uh-huh. feel that it's, they're just going for it, you know? They're too natural. And the, ca- the camera's just catching These it. These
0: young kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How do they do that.
1: Yeah. I, don't,
0: I don't know if I could.
1: Yeah, be that comfortable. I think it just mm-hmm. must be. They just must be really good at creating a set where the kids could just kind of be kids,
2: you know? Yeah,
0: their friendship is so cute and they do seem like so close all the time. Mm -hmm. Like they're so comfortable with each other. They just are always like giggling and having a good time and like seem like they have like an inside secret, you know, no matter Mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're just like giggling and being cute. Uh, I just really like that. Yeah, me too. Although allegedly, I mean, I guess they lived together during the production of this. The the three girls did. They like stayed in an apartment together. And they all, in interviews with them that I've seen, uh, they always mention how much they fought. Oh, wow. (laughs) They're like, we were fighting all the time because we're just like three girls like stuck in this house together. Wow. The actor who plays Clara was like, sometimes it would be really hard because I'd be so pissed at them and I'd have to come to set and be their best friend. And I just didn't want to or whatever. Wow.
1: So that drama they keep uh, kind of off the screen.
0: Yeah. So in that way, it's even, it's almost a little more impressive, even because they always seem so genuine together, knowing that, like, inside sometimes they are fighting.
1: You know what's funny that I found out about that one is, um, this TV show that is like called Castle, that's with the guy from like Firefly. Do you, okay. do you know who I'm talking about? Mm-mm. This is this is probably one that maybe will land on the cutting room floor, but it's like a <laughs> shitty, uh, like CBS or ABC. I'm
0: I'm familiar with the show Firefly, at least uh, conceptually. I don't, I've never watched it, so I just don't know what.
1: Yeah, me like. neither. But it's this guy that's kind of like,
0: oh, okay, hold on, in just Joss Whedon stuff. Yeah. yeah, Nathan Fillion.
1: Yeah, like. In the description of that show, Castle, they, like, mentioned that this guy, Nathan Fillion, like, hated his, like, partner on the show. And, um, eh, this isn't good. This isn't a good (laughs) anecdote. But I just think it's funny. If you watch it, like, if you, it's just totally generic, like, totally boring, like, network cop show that's, like, a will-they-won't-they fall in love kind of mm. thing that they've dragged down for like, you know, nine seasons kind of, kind of TV wow. show. Oh and I goodness. just like thinking that the two characters in real life just like despise each other <laughs> and they have to keep doing this like dumb like repartee that's like romantic
0: there's been i, I yeah. think i've heard of like several shows like that like um wasn't that oh god no! i'm gonna have a whole thing um yeah. a chick from final destination was on a show with a guy and she was like racist to this black guy and they had to play romantic interests on the yeah,
1: yeah i think um, it's um, what I'm worried about when, when you try to describe things is like, you know, are you a fan of On Cinema, like the web series, the Tim Heidecker, mm, Greg Turkington thing? Oh, man.
0: I should, it, is, what it, is what you're Oh, saying. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so good.
1: I mean, it, y- you, hundreds of hours of stuff that you can watch. It's like a whole world you can fall into. But... um The kind of, like, first germ of the show, which it started as a podcast and then became, like, a web series, Mm -hmm. is kind of making fun of this thing in podcasts where people are just describing movies, like, back and forth to each other, like, (laughs) inarticulately. And they're, like, satirizing it, but... uh, That's what we're
2: doing now in real I
1: When I find myself, like, doing it, I'm like, I'm just hearing how lame it is, you know, because that show... kind of nails it so well yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you hear yourself being mocked in the back of your head mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just can't i have this like voice in my head that's just like this is not interesting you know but um but
0: well, we're also having a conversation so we it's are we are the conversation we are the yeah. here and now of it all <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. definitely you yeah. got to check out this this on cinema on thing cinema. though
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah i will it's
1: like the great american novel kind of It's like, there's so much of it. Mm -hmm. They've been doing it for years. And um, I just, yeah, can't recommend it. Are they still doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Still do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to too. Yeah. I'm a man of my word.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's one thing you'll learn about me.
1: You see it through.
0: I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay. In the movie, they go to Panhandle for money to buy an electric guitar.
1: Great sequence. Yeah. And then
0: they spend all the money that they get on ice cream and candy
2: instead. Mm -hmm.
0: Lucas Mudison mentioned that it was really important to him to have the girls having a lot of direct interaction with the world. He sees that more as a representation of that time period too where like kids aren't really having that much like physical direct interaction with the world anymore Mm -hmm. because they're on their phones. Yeah, (laughs) I thought
1: about that. There's a scene where Bobo comes home and it's like her mom's out for the evening and Bobo has to entertain herself Mm -hmm. and you just see that her just kind of like sitting there like I guess she's she's watching television but I just remember thinking like nowadays that would just be like you're on a device yeah all all night kind of
0: not just kids by the way world. this isn't a direct no. drag of kids
1: <laughs> yeah no just world in general yeah. yeah but that idea of just being like you're just gonna be in a house tonight yeah <laughs> Enter- entertain yourself you know yeah. uh, it's tragically foreign experience yeah
0: yeah for sure being able to sit still and do a single activity <laughs> mm-hmm. for any length of time <laughs> yeah without picking up the old guy mm-hmm. you know we've lost that mm-hmm. uh, me specifically
1: <laughs> yeah me too definitely yeah <laughs> It's hard.
0: Yeah. But these girls are taking of their own volition, going out into the world and talking to people's faces and being like, please give me money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) making up stories, goofing. There's another scene where they go to like a restaurant and like beg for food, (laughs) but it kind of rocks. I mean, yeah. It's kind of ballsy too. I don't think a lot of people, kids especially, would do this stuff now without. Also, the presence of someone filming them do it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I think that's interesting. Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, We're more guarded or something.
0: There's also, I mean, a lot more fear of interacting with people. I think mm-hmm. too, just because of probably news, too much news, news all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, making it seem like people are a lot more dangerous in general than they are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I just took a big road trip. I drove all the way to L.A. and then hung out there for a week, and then really? drove all the way back. Yeah. yeah.
0: How long did that take? Um, from New York?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, FG, from New York. FG. Yeah, it was cool. It took a week, drove for a week, hung out in LA for a week, and then drove back for a week. So wow. it was three weeks total. Mm-hmm. But uh country's doing good, I would say. You know, We stopped yeah. mostly in cities, <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of these places I'd never been to before, and, and I think somewhat apocalyptic- you know, media, news media or whatever or feeling in the culture. But you go, you know, you go to like, like Knoxville, Tennessee, which I have no idea what Knoxville, Tennessee is going to be like, you mm-hmm. know? And it's just like, it's a nice day of this nice town square. There's families, everyone's driving new cars, you yeah. know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm speaking kind of broadly, but um there was a nice feeling of like, oh, okay. Like, you know, we're doing okay here uh, out yeah. here. You know? Yeah. It's not as extreme as... They would like you to believe.
0: Yeah. The news makes everything seem more catastrophic. Yeah. People are afraid that like everyone around you is going to kill you at any moment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anywhere you go. And that's just not, you know, true.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) People say I'm historically brave, though. (laughs) So I don't know. Am I brave or are other people too scared?
1: I don't know. I think you're right. I mean, I think it's all... I don't know. I think it's like uh, we're definitely isolated from each other and cloistered and, getting our brains totally fucked up by, yeah. you know.
0: So, okay, in the film, <laughs> we're like halfway through the
1: movie. <laughs> I don't, yeah, we got to speed this up. You got to hit, hit the big marks.
0: Okay, big marks. <laughs> the band of guys. They yeah. find a picture of this band of guys in a magazine. Mm-hmm. They're just like, these guys are punk, we're punk. How about we just call them and become their friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or date them. They actually, I think, explicitly go with intent to date them because of the punk connection. yeah. And there's conversation around this area, too, of Clara being too bossy, like that she forced Bobo to play the drums. And then now when we see this pick of these guys, she decides which one of the guys that Bobo's going to date and which one she's going to date. Yeah. So that starts to like cause a little bit of friction between the two of them. But when they do meet up with the guys... They're down to two guys instead of three. And so Clara takes the guys she assigned to Bobo, which mm-hmm. is even more rude. <laughs> yeah. And Bobo's
1: left left in the lurch. Fifth left in wheel. the
0: damn dust. Yeah. And, you know, bless her heart. Yeah. I feel bad for her. And she's like clearly this like fifth wheel and she's so uncomfortable. And also just like at the same time watching her friend Clara sort of pretend to be someone she's not to impress these guys. Like she's wearing makeup. She's like... Pretending not to like a band that she actually really loves and like seeing her friend kind of abandon her own self and also abandon her for this guy is like just making all kinds of feelings inside of Bobo. She gets all sad and weird and I just Mm -hmm. that was like it's such a tense moment and so beautifully done I think.
2: That Definitely, whole thing yeah yeah
0: she like tries to act out a little bit just to like get some attention from everybody to like standing too close to the edge of the roof
2: mm-hmm. um oh yeah yeah
0: just like being so insecure and trying to still be a part of groups that are clearly like leaving her behind
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh, my little heart for her you know yeah yeah <laughs> some of my favorite parts are coming up So when the guys at the youth center announce that another youth center is having a rock concert and they want bands to play, they're first like, obviously, the guy's band is going to play. That's Uh. clearly. Um, But I think having a girl band could be cool, too. They don't even understand why that's like derogatory or diminishing to their band. And then the whole scene where one of the youth center guys like tries to mansplain playing the guitar to Hedvig.
1: Yeah, that's oh great. Oh my
0: God. Yeah, that was yeah. like incredible. That yeah. like The first time I saw this movie, I was like, this is my favorite movie. After watching that yeah, part,
1: yeah.
2: Like,
0: because she like is an absolute shredder on guitar and they just come in like, oh, well, here's how you use a guitar strap, first of mm-hmm. all. Let me teach you some simple chords, and then they sound like absolute ass. Yeah. <laughs> but she gets to have like a redeeming moment where she grabs the guitar and does like um, Jimi Hendrix style. Like
1: she cuts uh, loose. She yeah. cuts
0: loose. Yeah. As a person who plays an instrument that most people don't take seriously, particularly men, um, hmm. <laughs> I've had my own instrument mansplained to me hmm. many times. And uh, so have many other non-male musicians that I know. And mm. boy, what a time it is.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: They go, oh, no, you got to do it like this or, you know, mic it like this or whatever. And I go, mm, I think I've been playing my ukulele for 10 years. I think I know how it sounds good. And then later they come up and they go, you know, you were right. And I go, huh, would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then you're like, would you look at that gun in my hand?
0: (laughs) The gun in the end of my ukulele, yeah. Imagine if my ukulele was also a gun.
1: That'd be good.
0: Yeah, I think that could be pretty sick. (laughs) Good case for
1: a handgun. Yeah, that scene with those guys who are also really well cast and like kind of perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like hippie counterculture youth group bros. Like I don't know specific demographic, but. they're so perfect. Yeah, yeah. the 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 way the the movie sort of captures like just you know casual sexism is very well done, and also like not overly dramatized. You know, like it it doesn't hit it too hard. Like yeah. it hits it kind of just hard hard enough to feel shitty and crushing, but it doesn't feel. Like you're watching an after school special or something about, yeah, a you lot know, of sexism or whatever, you know, a lot yeah. of
0: sexism or, you know, any kind of ism is more mm-hmm. nuanced and less over. It's not just like somebody being like saying out loud, I hate women and I think women are less. It is people doing stuff like this, like, mm-hmm. well, your girls in a band. Why doesn't oh. that make you a girl band? Right. Yeah. I'm always happy to see people approach discussing those topics in a nuanced way. They did a good job. There was a tiny little scene, like a little insert scene that I just really found to be funny of Christmas with Bobo Mm -hmm. when she's exactly that age that she gets to watch her little brother get like all these really cool gifts and then she gets sweatpants and a block of cheese. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. It's like a small scene, but I thought it was really funny.
1: I had the thought that I was like, nowadays, that would actually be a pretty good gift for me. You know, I'd take a... Yeah block of cheese you know at this age pants. some sweatpants that's like a perfect christmas yeah
2: oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
1: but
0: she's you know 13 and wants no. something cool but like those aren't cool
1: gifts for sure no
0: and like that age it's like what do you get for people that age they're mm-hmm. like in the in between you know they yeah. think everything's probably not cool <laughs> mm-hmm. probably buying them stuff they were into like five years ago and they go mom mm-hmm. i don't like that anymore Okay, so let's talk about the gig. Let's just skip to the gig. Okay. I loved the gig. They put so much like pressure and buildup onto this gig. Mm-hmm. And then they get there, and it's just like a fully lit gymnasium with like 30 people <laughs> in folding chairs like yeah. in the middle of nowhere, Sweden. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought
0: that was so funny. And they're so like, this is our big rock concert, you know, and they're so stressed. Clara's like basically having a panic attack in mm-hmm. the bathroom just for like this vibe
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's the way that it felt though you know public speaking you know at that age always felt so dramatic and I remember um I still kind of get stage fright feelings and um but stage fright at that age felt like so crazy like so yeah overwhelming you know yeah
0: I did karaoke at a campsite in the middle of Indiana somewhere At one point and was like so worked up about it. Yeah. (laughs) This is karaoke at a campsite like underneath one of those shelters with picnic tables. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) The
0: most low stakes something could be. (laughs) I'm never going to see any of these people again. What a goofy thing. And then they're brought on stage as a girl band again Mm -hmm. introduced as a girl band. And again we get like this crazy audience who are so like this is supposed to be like a youth center you know. I'm thinking like the why, like after school program, basically, mm-hmm. with adult guidance. But they, as soon as they get on stage, the audience is like, go home, you're ugly, you're communist <laughs> whites, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like somehow even worse than the talent show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how that's is this true. allowed?
1: Yeah, yeah, they go hard in Sweden. I don't know. <laughs> no discipline. These kids have no discipline. I guess that, not. That's socialist stuff i don't know um yeah i think they called them communist whores at one point yeah Yeah.
0: and they haven't even done anything at this point like they've like just walked on stage when nobody said anything about the guys they're ugly Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just absolute madness and they end up changing their song hate the sport to hate vasteros or whatever the name of the city they're (laughs)
1: in the village (laughs) that they're in yeah
0: yeah which ripped and just yeah. all hell breaks loose. And it is yeah. like an actual punk concert then. They switch the vibe. Totally. And go absolutely mad. Punk
1: triumph. Hell it's yeah. It's like a sport sports movie, you know, <laughs> where the, the final game is how punk can the concert be?
0: And it's, very, <laughs>
1: it's very punk, you know? It ripped. They rip it up.
0: Hell yeah. And they're the best, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much... The end of the movie. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's like creds footage of the girls just like raising hell at that restaurant and in public, just being cute and raising hell.
1: Yeah, like the cutest pranks ever, you know? Yeah, and
0: yeah. then at the very end, there's, like, Clara's dad playing clarinet while shitting,
1: <laughs>
0: which also ripped. Yeah,
1: pun <laughs> not intended or intended.
0: Ooh. <laughs> yeah, ripping ass, ripping ripping rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hell, yeah. Yeah, I also think... Uh, so Lucas Mudison mentioned this movie... Being not only just like a coming of age story, but like a film about the creative process in general. And I think that's interesting to think about because it is like you see their idea from like a direct reaction to something that happened around them, which was they were mad at their gym teacher. And that made a creative spark all the way through like multiple scenes of them just like fucking around, trying to get better at it, adding a guitarist, blah, 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 and honing it down till it's a real song at the end.
1: Yeah, and that's handled very realistically. Like, I feel like it's really earned. You feel that they got good, and like the way that they get good, the song is good. Doesn't feel like cheesy. You know, it's still kind of sloppy and mm-hmm. and like rough around the edges, but but you, you feel, feel
0: them like learning
1: their musical talent like grew. You know, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like the first time that they do go in that youth center and sit down at the drum kit and the bass, like they it feels like they have never ever touched. A drum kit or bass, like yeah. And by the end, they can hold a little bit of a tune. Mm -hmm. I love that. That was cute. Okay, we rolled creds. Do you have any more thoughts, or we can rate this out of five?
1: I guess the last thing that we haven't talked about yet is just how funny the movie is. I think, Uh like, I'm kind of like a hard, or I can be a hard laugh, and I like laugh out loud like throughout this whole movie. Like, it really just gets me. Yeah, I something about it maybe just like the the level of like vulnerability and awkwardness or something that uh-huh. just feels so real and surprising and it's so well edited i just think it's really 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 funny in yeah. a way that i don't know you don't really think of i would say for like whatever international art house type uh-huh. movies like this movie is like hilarious you know um yeah. yeah so that was one thing i i wanted to bring up about it is i just think it's, it's really genuinely funny. Very, very funny.
0: That's awesome that you're uh, laughing out loud if you're a hard laugh. I'm the opposite. I'm a chucklehead. I'll laugh at anything. I laugh all day long.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love comedy. I'm, you know, like a huge comedy nerd. And I, you know, it varies. But I guess it's like I watched it, you know, alone. Uh And I'd say I'm I'm like maybe a harder laugh when I'm watching something alone. Really? If it's something's really... funny you know it'll get oh, me no, but
2: not me it's often
1: opposite. more i'm sitting there kind of like i think nodding. my
0: upstairs neighbor might call the cops on me sometime yeah. for laughing too much
1: <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> yeah i don't know i wonder if it's become a little like intellectualized for me or something yeah but i feel like this movie is funny in the way that like hanging out with your goofy cousins like they're funny mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah
0: because maybe it's like it's so authentic this movie is like unusually authentic i think mm-hmm. most of like all the Lucas stuff that I've watched is it's like sh- there's something that's so real about it that you just yeah. it's really hard thing to capture and he captures it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Like all these people feel like people you could know and do know by the end of the film, you know? Absolutely. I get that what you're saying, mm-hmm. like that it's like hanging out with your goofy cousin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Hell yeah, that rocks. Is there anything specifically that you think of when you think of what were the funniest points in this movie for you?
1: I mean, kind of just in general, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, the scene we were talking about earlier where they're ordered to do laps around the gym and every time it cuts, they're not running anymore. They're just walking. Mm -hmm. That really got me when I was watching it. And I don't know, just like the intensity of their conversations... They're just so funny. Like, I just kind of find the actors so delightful, you know, they the are. whole time that I'm kind of just laughing, not really at them, but just kind of...
0: You're just experiencing so much joy.
1: Yeah. I'm just so delighted by by it that Aww. I'm laughing. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. yeah. That
1: rocks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Was there anything else that you want to score?
1: No, I can go straight to the score.
0: All right. Uh, out of five. What do you think?
1: I would give it a five out of five, I would say.
0: Oh! <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah.
1: mm mm-hmm. Is rips. that rare? Do people not give a lot of fives?
0: Um... I would say not never, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fives are special.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's a special movie. I remember when I I saw it, I was like, I think this is my favorite movie of the year. You know, when I saw it in 2013 or whatever, 2014. Yeah. And it was my favorite movie that year, for sure. Like, I remember being like, that was the movie that I would tell people was the best. Hell yeah. So it's a fiver for me. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. That rocks. Um, I gave this four and a half. Okay. I do really love it, though. I just yeah. I guess I'm stingier with my fives
2: too.
1: I'm a little bit of a like I taught a class a long time ago and I gave too many A's and like the head <laughs> of the department sat me down and like forced me, <laughs> yeah, forced me to create a curve because I had given too many A's. Damn. And so that's where I'm coming from. Here. You
0: just want to celebrate people and spread positivity.
1: <sighs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I respect mm-hmm. that. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I gave this a four out of five, or a four and a half out of five. You gave it a full five. Safe to mm. say, we'd recommend the film.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah,
0: I love this film. It rocks. Lucas Mudison absolutely rocks at like coming of age shit and uh, really grounded stories and characters. I I love his work. I want to watch more. Me too. Now it's time
2: for screen vomit.
0: So, in this part of the pod, we just talk about whatever else we've been watching lately—movies, shows, whatever. So, what you've been watching?
1: I prepared recommendations. <laughs> okay. Because I just went on a road trip, uh-huh. so I was gone for three weeks, and then I had I had COVID for two weeks. So I'm a little <laughs> like out to see. I watched a lot of movies when I had COVID, but they were all um like I watched like Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't I it wasn't anything I could recommend. You had brain so, fog the whole time. Yeah, so <laughs> I've had I had brain fog and then I was like living in a car and not watching any movies or TV shows, mm-hmm. which was great.
0: Besides your own movie.
1: Besides my own. Although actually I don't even watch that anymore. You know i leave the really? uh, Yeah, I just you say do?
0: No, you I can't leave?
1: see watch it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Why? Cuz well, I've seen it so many you times. You all the bad stuff. Yeah, and it's just it's not that interesting to me anymore. And it's kind of you go get it like a a dinner, or get to have a beer during the movie and, you know, okay. chit-chat. I just thought you'd back.
0: like to see the audience.
1: I've done it a few times, but um, you know, I edited the movie myself, mm-hmm. so um, I just don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> I've seen I've seen it enough. <laughs>
0: I've seen it
1: hundreds of times, so, yeah.
0: I guess that's fair. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. And, and I thought being since in it's... the audience
0: would be special with everybody laughing and having a great time at your thing.
1: No, totally. I mean, I, di- I did sit in on a few screenings and like soaked that up. But also because it's a comedy, it's like when you're sitting there you know, if it's not working, like I get, I'll, I get very obsessed on like whether or not people are laughing enough, you know?
2: oh okay, And yeah. I'm,
1: I'm like, Oh, it's not playing very well. Oh, I can't believe that one didn't hit, you know? And oh. I'm like, okay, well that, that you know, so it, 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 there's such a clear like kind of demarcation of whether or not it, the audience is enjoying it because it's just whether or not they're laughing. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: I guess that is yeah. a good point. And I didn't think about that. The showing I went yeah. to people were just cackling away the whole time t to b so that's I figured, amazing i figured every audience would be like that but i guess you know that's probably not true yeah <laughs> okay so what have you been watching that's not your own movie
1: <laughs> not my own movie well so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna re- i have your re- yeah. recommendations okay one of them is kind of on theme it's a japanese movie called on gaku that's a animated movie okay and it's a animated like deadpan comedy that it kind of looks sort of like Beavis and Butthead or King of the Hill. It's like a feature length comedy about three guys who form a a band. And it has a similar kind of, it's like a trio about people who don't play instruments that form a band.
0: 71 minutes. That's respecting my time.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it it was independently produced, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and it's hand drawn, which is really rare. So they drew every frame.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I like Angaku and I'd recommend that. I'm also going to recommend on the Criterion channel for all the Criterion heads, this filmmaker Juzo Itami. There's like a new collection that they put up that's like 11 movies by this. It's a, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm only recommending Japanese things
0: for whatever <laughs> okay. reason.
1: How do you spell this? Juzo Itami.
0: Oh, hold on. I found it. Um, J-U-Z-O. It's the
1: guy who did like Tampopo, which is his most famous Mm, movie. mm -hmm. I've never Um, watched it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Tampopo is great. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. And then over the pandemic, like kind of early in 2020, I guess, or, you know, maybe April, May, I watched a bunch of his other movies. I haven't seen them all, Mm -hmm. but um, they're, they're so delightful and they are really funny kind of comic romps that Mm -hmm. are very good and i recommend like a taxing woman taxing woman returns supermarket woman and um the funeral so that collection i think is exciting and cool Hell yeah i'd say like if you're a comedy fan Mm -hmm. he's his work is really worth checking out and then the last recommendation i've brought is another japanese movie called the taste of tea Okay. It's a very weird, wonderful, very dry comedy that is to me like number one thing that I w- would recommend to people that I feel like people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like so good. So that's what I have brought with oh, those yeah. three recommendations of sort of Japanese comedies. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: I got a couple crap on my list. I actually okay. have a little bit of a lot. I try to keep okay. it shorter, but... I got a little bit. Okay. I saw this movie Hagazusa, which is a 2017 film, German, very like dark, vibey, queer witch movie. Cool. That was very cool. Um, I don't know. Have you seen the movie The Ornithologist? No. Okay. Well, I did that movie for the podcast uh, like a year ago or something. Um, and I would say this is like the opposite of The Ornithologist, but in a really cool way. Ornithologist, one of my fave films. Um, okay. That's like a Portuguese, sunny surrealist gay men film
2: <laughs> cool and
0: then this is like a uh, german dark uh witchy gay women <laughs> so it's okay. like the total vibe opposite i think that's cool. really um neat in that way but it's so vibey and neat film hagasusa uh the german word for witch i learned from Okay, I saw a short with maybe some of your buddies, Cornholios. Oh, yeah. Those are,
1: that's, yeah. <laughs> I recommend Cornholios as well.
0: I uh, love Cornholios. Those are
1: my friends, yeah.
0: <laughs> Tynan's in Inspector Ike, true?
1: hmm yeah. yeah. He's the Phantom of the Opera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: also Colin is in it, too. Oh, is um, he? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in the acting group.
0: Hell yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Cornholios ripped. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. I watched it twice. Hits every note you would want uh in a short film about being Cornelio,
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah Co- i think cornolio is-, is a comedy classic for sure
0: hell yeah okay i watched a feature a short feature it's like an hour long called terminal usa from 1993 directed by john moritzugu and that is just a crazy like colorful diy queer insane film <laughs> Hmm. I would say it fits in, like, new queer cinema. It's just so bright and, like, madhouse, goofy, gory, nasty, incredible. Terminal USA. Cool. I watched a short film called I Know Jake Gyllenhaal is Going to Fuck My Girlfriend. (laughs) 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 It started off, I wasn't sure, but... It actually pays off and is really cool. It's about this guy who takes his girlfriend to the movies and she thinks Jake Gyllenhaal is cute in the film and he gets like weirdly obsessed with like Jake Gyllenhaal going to steal his girlfriend. Um, and it like becomes like a really psychotic thing for him. Um, But it's pretty funny. Pretty good.
1: Is it like narrative or is it sort of like a docu, like a hybrid doc kind of it's thing? It's
0: narrative for sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. And it's silly. Okay. Two more. Speaking of Criterion Collections, and Grand Rapids for that matter, Joel Mm. Patrykis' collection just released on Criterion. Obviously, love all his films. He has a new short that premiered with this drop on Criterion called Thing from the Factory by the Field that he did with his students. I'm just happy to see him doing new crap. I love Joel Patrykis. I love his films. We've done re- Relaxer for the pod and I've had a bunch of those people on in the past and uh, I'm just so happy for them. Getting this Criterion drop is huge.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: last thing. I had one last thing. Northman, which I actually watched in Grand Rapids, speaking also of Grand Rapids oh. again, at the AMC Grand Rapids.
1: <laughs> I saw the Northmen last week. You did? did? What did you think? I liked it. I would say it's my least favorite of, that, of yeah. his movies yeah. and um, I think it's kind of like, I like how eccentric it is, but I kind of want it. You kind of know what he's capable of, so you kind of mm-hmm. want it to be more eccentric. More. But then yeah. you also know that it's on this huge budget, and he probably was under a certain amount of pressure to make a commercial film. So oh, I felt yeah. like there was, you know, some Opposing tension. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was fun. I mean, I, I I'm really glad I saw it in a theater, and, and mm-hmm. uh, but it didn't feel so quickly like near and dear to my heart the way that like The Lighthouse or yeah. The Witch does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I agree and I also think that it was too clean. Like mm-hmm. after especially after watching I watched Hard to Be a God recently. We did it for the podcast which is like in a similar time period and Hagazusa too that their environments are so visceral and so dirty and like grimy and disgusting and wet and like you really feel the environments. Um and I felt like that was really missing from Northman for me in such a way that it was like it made me kind of not like the movie (laughs) after watching those other other films that like have much lower budgets and uh just went so much harder in that area and so much more authentic in my opinion in that area that to watch them be so clean like their hair is freshly shampooed
1: yeah northman (laughs) definitely yeah and and also like he supposedly spends all this Invests all this time in like historically accurate like buildings and clothing mm-hmm. and Allegedly. spends all this money, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, on having things fabricated with the same trawls that were, yeah. you know, historically yeah. uh, accurate that it is funny that some of the scenes kind of look like a, yeah, like a Fabio or, yeah you know, yeah like an like, album it? cover for a Swedish metal band, <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: I didn't love it. I thought it was just fine. I like it's not going to stick with me. I'll probably never watch it again. I didn't love it. Yeah. That's my review of Northman.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's kind of similar to me. It made me think of the Green Knight, which um, I haven't seen. Oh, okay. Green Knight is also sort of like a dealing with like fable and myth- mythology and kind of a, but it like a, through a sort of personal auteur mm-hmm. lens. And Green Knight's just a lot kind of quirkier. And, and I feel like at the end of the day, sort of just more of a personal vision.
0: And yeah. I like
1: the Green Knight more.
0: It was yeah. a little watered down, Northman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate but true. Northman's mm. watered down. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> watered down but not wet enough, I'd say.
1: I will plug Inspector Ike, which, you know, has had a very limited theatrical run and uh Is the not run that many continuing? people. Um, no, it's kind of over. The theatrical run for Inspector Ike is, is over and, um, we're going to have a digital release at some point for sure, but we're still kind of figuring that out. Okay. So somewhat r- ridiculously, the next way to see the movie is buying it on Blu-ray, <laughs> uh, which is, was not planned. And you I never would have believed that is how this would happen, <laughs> but, um, you can buy a, a blue, if you have a PlayStation 3, you know, you can buy a Blu-ray and Or if you watch have a it.
0: Blu-ray player. Yes.
1: Yeah. I don't have a Blu-ray player, but I have a PlayStation 3. Um, so. I'm the opposite. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I... I'm... On the
0: Factory 25 website, you can
1: mm-hmm. buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Buy that on their website. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other thing I'd plug is I produced a movie directed by Tynan, who came up earlier, who's in Cornholios, called mm-hmm. Dad and Stepdad. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we're done. We're done with the movie. And we're submitting it to film festivals. So, so keep you know, an eye out. keep an eye out. Hell you know, yeah. put it on your radar because it's really, really funny. Like special movie. I, I I would be excited to share it with you. Please do. Uh, whenever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah i'd love to watch
1: um, mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's it and follow Those...
0: you on instagram
1: yes i'll you i'll plug my instagram which is grambo mason hell yeah mm-hmm.
0: all right so that's it so follow all the crap buy that damn dvd there's a limited edition slipcover version too
1: yeah although i think they're all come with the slipcover.
0: well we'll find out <laughs>
1: I, yeah i don't understand that but yeah robert Beatty, the guy who designed our poster who's like a genius mm-hmm. uh
0: the poster rock.
1: Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Robert's like a just truly brilliant illustrator and graphic designer. He very generously designed the like slip cover package mm-hmm. uh which I think is really cool and is it's, it's going to be like printed nicely you can like put it on your Hell
0: shelf. Yeah. You There's know, all kind of yeah. bonus features on this thing too. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so do all that crap and that's the end of the episode. So thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thank you.
1: That was fun. We went deep.
0: Oh yeah, and uh I'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Whatever we're having fun. So. Yeah,
1: well, you know, thanks, thanks so much for like um, being, you know, supporting my work and also just kind of supporting like the scene and and the. Yeah. I feel like you know there's this like kind of comedy people, and then there are these like independent film people, and there's also this overlap, and I feel mm-hmm. like you're like you're like right in the sweet spot of that overlap. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're saying I'm funny. <laughs> yeah,
1: in funny and also just oh, yeah. like has, has, seem you seem to have like a real finger on the pulse of like whatever it is that is happening in this you know
0: i guess i kind of corner of i don't know how this happens comedy
1: and film yeah
0: yeah but thanks yeah um yeah and you know i'll gladly watch more of your crap i probably you know i think i still have some things left on the list
2: okay cool (laughs) yeah
1: you're whatever you want to send my way
0: okay i am a completist but that's one thing you can say (laughs) cool all right nice to meet you yeah. Nice to meet you too. Well'll to see soon. you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.